The St. Louis Cardinals did something yesterday that they haven't done all season. Plus, what teams might be interested in trading for Jack Flaherty at the trade deadline? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou with a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. Make sure you find us on YouTube as well. Like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. So it's kind of amazing what winning can do for your attitude towards just life in general, isn't it? Like, don't you feel a little bit, a little bit happier the last couple of days, a little extra bounce in your step, you know, less than a week ago, we did an episode where pretty much everything was doom and gloom after that giants game on Wednesday. I mean, it felt like the entire world imploded and the game had conquered me. I was so upset after that game. I just felt very defeated. Like a lot of you listening probably felt And I'm sure a lot of the players felt the same way. But now things are a little bit different as we go into a different week. And that's something that you got to understand about a professional baseball season is there's so many games and there's so much time. And I know we don't like talking about patience and we've heard enough of that crap where, oh, it's early. I know. And I'm not preaching that to you right now, but it's just kind of funny how quickly things can change, right? And the guys go and take two out of three in New York against the Mets who I know are having a horrible year considering their payroll. And no, they didn't have to face Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer, but at this point of the season for the Cardinals, any win is a good win, right? You'll take any of them. So I'm not going to get picky about it, but you take two of three and you gain a little bit of momentum heading into the series against the Washington nationals who are not a, a very good baseball team. One of the few in the league that, is just as bad as the Cardinals record-wise, right? But then after two innings yesterday, any steam that you had going into the game is immediately zapped after your starter, Jack Flaherty, comes out and just gets ripped for five runs on eight hits. And it could have been worse. It genuinely could have been worse. He got stellar defense in the game yesterday from the outfielders, uh, the diving play from Tommy Edmond in center. You got a couple of runners that they gun out on the base paths. I mean, it really could have been a whole lot worse yesterday. And one of the things that Ali said after the Giants lost, which is something it's going to be used as kind of a, a rallying cry for this team uh, for the rest of the year if they continue to play better baseball, and that's about punching back that when things go off the rails and things aren't going your way, which they haven't gone the Cardinals way for most of the season, you've got to figure out a way to punch back. And even though it was five to nothing after two winnings, 
there's a lot of time left in that game and yesterday for the offense to do their best to, to chip away and do some damage. And you've got guys in the lineup that you know are capable of doing that stuff. I mean, your core of Arenado, Goldschmidt, Contreras, you had Newt Bar back in the lineup, Edmund, Donovan, Walker, like all of these names, that's a good offense. It's supposed to be a good offense, right? So things get rolling in the third inning, okay? You get uh, Paul DeYoung, an another hit for Paul DeYoung, gets things going. Then an RBI triple by Tommy Edmund, followed up by an RBI single by Paul Goldschmidt. That cuts the deficit to a three-run game. And the real key to making a comeback when you fall behind early is that can the pitching stop the other team from scoring anymore? And that was what you you were hoping for from Jack Flaherty tomorrow is that you get this horrible start. Would he be able to get into a groove to slow things down a little bit so that the offense can, you know, catch up? Because after the first two innings, I'm, I'm sitting there tweeting with people and I'm saying, you know, they're asking, well, how long is he going to last in this one? They got, you got to pull him, right? And I'm like, not really. I was like, you kind of need him to throw some innings. And you were just hoping he could get to the fifth inning after where his pitch count was after the first two innings and not get clobbered any worse than he already had. And credit to Jack Flaherty. He figured it out. He stepped up. He found his sweet spot out there on the mound. And then he fires off four shutout innings. Meanwhile, the offense continues to chip away, highlighted in the fifth inning by the Brendan Donovan three-run jack to tie things up. And then you get Paul Goldschmidt with the solo shot and those back-to-back -back dingers give the Cardinals a lead. And this is a team for the most part this year that had too many occasions where they would fall behind in games early and just kind of roll over for the day. And you could see it in their body language that it, they would just kind of like, all right, we'll get back at them tomorrow. But they looked different in New York. You can't say they didn't. There, there was just something about them in New York where it looked like they were fighting a little bit harder. And they looked different on Monday. Their body language wasn't saying, oh, shucks, let's try again tomorrow. It wasn't that way. They looked hungry. They didn't look like they had given up. And they stayed aggressive, and it paid off. They pulled the old switcheroo in the seventh inning on the Nationals where the Cardinals were the ones who were doing damage with two outs. You know, all season, the Cardinals have been getting burned for leadoff walks and for uh, giving up hits with two outs. You know, we, we've talked about it a lot, where they've fallen victim to those six circumstances. And yesterday, it was the Cardinals who were taking advantage of the situations and doing damage. So Edmund gets the leadoff walk there in the seventh and two straight outs, but then Lars Newtbar walks followed by back-to-back -back RBI singles by Nolan Arenado and Wilson Contreras, and there's an 8-5 to five lead all of a sudden. You get the uh, the extra additional insurance runs. Uh, boys go on to win it 8-6, and it was something they hadn't done all season. They'd never been able to come back from down five or more runs yet until yesterday to get a win. So you got to tip the cap to them, man. It, it, I know it's the Washington Nationals, and you can say that, that that's the excuse, that they're not playing anybody good. But the Cardinals aren't very good right now. So to come back and get a win, that's what you need right now. You got to beat what bad teams are left out there that are worse than you, and that's what they did yesterday. Props to Jack Flaherty again for sticking it out after the ugly first two winnings where it seemed like he'd be at 100 pitches by the fourth inning. Instead, he kept fighting. He found that groove and gave the team six and a third innings, picks up his fourth win of the year. 
Uh, the defense. How about the defense yesterday? Something that has strangely been below average this year. And it's not just Wilson Contreras. It's everybody. Nolan Arenado has not looked like the normal Nolan Arenado that we're used to. You know, the uh, outfield defense, I know they've been injured a lot, but it hasn't been good even when they were out there. You know, it's been an issue this year, but they came up huge yesterday. Is Tommy Edmond your best center field now? Center fielder now? Is he? He might be. I mean, think about this. Is your best defensive outfield when healthy? And I'm not even going to consider Tyler O'Neill because I don't even know if we'll ever see him again. But is it right now with the healthy guys, Carlson, Newton, Edmond? I know Gorman's been struggling at the plate, but credit to him yesterday. He looked, he looked superb at second base. The defense has really come around for him, um, which allows Brennan Donovan to not have to just be a second baseman. He's able to roam around in the outfield a little bit more. He looks good out there. I mean, has Donovan supplanted Carlson as a starting outfielder? I don't know if I'm ready to say that, <laughs> that that's the case. But when healthy, which hasn't been a lot this year for this team, when healthy, it gives Ali a lot of options in the outfield and on the infield where Paul DeYoung is having his best defensive year as a shortstop ever. Gorman, solid at second base. And then you've got the two gold glove winners at the corners in Arenado and Goldie, which means more DH time for Jordan Walker. But is that really a bad thing? You know, instead of having him out in the outfield where he's had a tough time this year. I mean, he's learning a new position. And I, I said that yesterday, too. Like, he's only been doing this for less than two seasons. So give the kids some, uh, give, give him a break. But the bat is clearly special, right? I mean, he's got his hitting streak up to 12 games now. He's hitting 302 on the season, six home runs, 19 RBIs. I, I still have no clue why he's not hitting fifth, and Contreras should be down at number six, especially with the way Wilson has struggled. But Ali appears determined to, to ride this slump out and keep him there so he can say, see, I told you he'd break out of it. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I, I would have moved him by now. But that's not what has happened. But you're going to keep Walker's bat in the lineup. So if you can do that without risking weakening your defense in the outfield, even better. Uh, Jordan Hicks, appearances in three straight games, picks up three straight saves and is just bursting with confidence right now on the mound after he struck out the final hitter. hitter. I, I love the emotion that I saw. And this team needs more of that. It needs more of that. My favorite version of Wilson Contreras is the one where he's pumping his fists and taunting the crowd and, and screaming out there when he's rounding the bases. I love that emotion. Arenado has shown that fire on a number of occasions in his career. Newt, very demonstrative player on the field. Give me more of that. Certain guys I know, like Goldie, DeYoung, Carlson, they're, they're just not those guys. And that's okay. Not everyone can have that type of personality. But the guys who are like that, let it fly, man. I'm all, I'm all for that. Keep it coming. And I know winning obviously makes it a little easier to be that way. So uh, let's keep it rolling. The team is back at it tonight with Jordan Montgomery on the mound against left-hander Mackenzie Gore. First pitch going to be 6.05 St. Louis time. Now, despite the small streak that the guys are on right now, they still have a long way to go to get back into this thing. And the rumors are continuing to swirl about the Cardinals trading off guys at the deadline. And one of the big names being discussed is Jack Flaherty, yesterday's starter. And I'll have the latest on some of the places he may end up next on Locked on Cardinals. 
Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your, your sports, no matter what sport it may be. Music, concert season is here. Going out and rocking out at the uh, the amphitheaters and uh, going to the clubs and stuff. What about comedy? What about theater? All of it available on Game Time with great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over how you're going to get your tickets and instead start getting excited about the fun you're going to have at whatever event you choose to go to. And forget about planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So if it becomes like a, a last-second thing where you're like, ooh, I'm off work now, and how do I get tickets? Game time. Game time will have them for you. Exclusive flash deals on tickets for all your favorite sports, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater. They've got you covered. And the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section in the same row for less than what you were getting at game time, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. They're sent directly to your phone. You don't have to worry about going through all your emails, trying to figure out where they went. They're right there on your phone, so get the tickets without the stress with Game Time. All you need to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On MLB, get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Very simple. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Cardinals are on the road against the Nationals again tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. And throughout the season, we've been discussing trade options for the Cardinals because, frankly, it's fun to do, right? I mean, it's fun to think about what kind of moves your team can make to better themselves easier for, either for this year or for the future, depending on where you are in the standings. And at this point in time, Let's be honest, the Cardinals are eight games back in the division behind the surging Cincinnati Reds, who have reeled off nine wins in a row. That team is 11-2, and two, I think, since Ellie De La Cruz got called up. And last night, they had another come-from-behind victory, beating the Colorado Rockies thanks to the return of Joey Votto. Nothing like adding a, a future Hall of Famer, probably, to your lineup to make your team even that much better. Uh, the Cardinals are nine and a half back from the wild card spot. You've got 89 games remaining in the season. It is a tall task for sure if they're going to get back into this thing. It's not impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible. We've seen the Cardinals do crazy things before and get back into the playoff hunt and end up making the playoffs. But a realistic scenario is that by the trade deadline on August 1st, the Cardinals, they may not be close enough to keep some of their impending free agents. Those names include Starting pitchers Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery, relief pitcher Jordan Hicks, and shortstop Paul DeYoung. Now, I said last week that if I'm the Cardinals front office, I'm doing my best to lock in Jordan Hicks, and this is before he rattled off what he's done recently with the three straight saves and just blowing dudes away with a 104-mile-an-hour tailing fastballs and, and doing it with ease. I'm not sure what Jordan Hicks trade value will be at the trade deadline. I have no idea. I'm guessing it'd be a decent haul, but your bullpen is shaky enough as it is. I don't, I don't need to lose another arm from the bullpen and try to restock things. Like I'm trying to keep Jordan Hicks. If I can, the guy that's being talked about the most right now is Jack Flaherty who, despite the shaky first couple of innings yesterday, ends up getting his fourth win of the year. 
which is sadly tops on the team. Uh, he's clearly got talent. We know this about Jack Flaherty. He's still only 27 years old. He'll be 28 in October. And I said before, teams will get desperate at the trade deadline. They always do and make moves for guys who they think will just put them over the hump to get a championship. Let's go back last year. Frankie Montas, reliever Lou Trevino, go to the Yankees from Oakland in exchange for four of their top 25 prospects. The Phillies send former number one overall pick Mickey Moniak and a prospect to the Angels for Noah Sendergaard. None of those guys are as good as Jack Flaherty or Jordan Montgomery or Jordan Hicks. None of them. The Reds, the first place Reds, rebuilt their farm system with trades last year. Redid it. They swapped out Luis Castillo, who is better than Jack Flaherty. I, I'm not saying that they should compare to each other in any way, shape, or form, but the Mariners traded three of their top five prospects to get Luis Castillo out of Cincinnati. But the one deal that the Reds made last year that I, I will compare to Jack Flaherty is the deal they made with the Twins for Tyler Malley. Tyler Malley was 27 years old last year, just like Jack Flaherty, had a 5-7 and seven record with a 4.40 ERA at the trade deadline. Nothing fancy about that, is it? The Minnesota Twins came calling and gave up three of their top 25 prospects to get him from the Reds. Three of them. One of them, Spencer Steer, who is having a solid season on the big club for them and is part of this resurgent team. And one of the other ones is Christian Encarnacion Strand, who you may not be familiar with, but you should be because he's about to get called up at some point. He's hitting 348 with 17 home runs and 47 ribbies for AAA Louisville. This after hitting 304 with 32 home runs and 117 RBIs at two different levels last season. Those are the guys they got for Tyler Malley. So don't tell me that the Cardinals aren't going to get anything good for Jordan Montgomery or Jack Flaherty. Don't tell me that. Because people will get desperate and say, ooh, those are the pieces we need to, to, to win a championship. There will be guys that come calling. And then they got to outbid the, the other teams to get these guys. Like Flaherty and Montgomery could be two of the bigger pitching names available at the deadline. I'm not saying they're going to be the top ones, but they're going to be two of the bigger ones probably. But let's focus on Jack Flaherty because this new article was dropped by Mark Feinsand on MLB.com. And he's got Jack Flaherty listed as one of the top 10 trade ships that, that are on the rise right now as we get closer to the deadline. And here's what he said. After allowing 10 earned runs in just two and a third innings against the Angels on May 4th, Flaherty posted a 2.06 ERA over his next six starts, helping St. Louis to victories in five of those games. The right-hander, who is slated to become a free agent at the end of the season, was roughed up by the Giants, six earned in four and a third innings on June 13th, and by the Nationals, six earned in six and a third innings. But he would be a valuable piece for most contenders seeking a rotation upgrade. Now, the teams he lists that would be potential fits for Jack Flaherty are the Atlanta Braves, the San Francisco Giants, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Three very good teams <laughs> that would be good fits for Jack Flaherty. Now, the issue, as Mark mentions, 
is that he has been roughed up a bit recently. So we need to get back to seeing what we saw in innings three through six yesterday on a more consistent basis. And obviously he's got to stay healthy, which so far this year, fingers crossed, he's been able to do. We haven't had any injury news out of Jack Flaherty whatsoever. And that's great because that's one thing, you know, a couple of years ago when we're talking about Flaherty being the ace of this staff, set him back all the injuries and and it, it sucks to watch one of your blue chip prospects have to go through that. I mean, look at Alex Reyes, top right-hander in all of baseball at one point, and he can't get on the field. He's out for the rest of this year again for the Dodgers. Like, it's just, it's rough watching people have to go through that. But it is what it is, man. That's baseball. And if he can stay healthy and stay productive, he's going to be somebody that people want. Uh, Other pitchers that teams will be looking into that are mentioned in this article, Shane Bieber from Cleveland but again they're two back in the division so unless someone has a crazy deal for him I don't know if Cleveland moves him I know he's due to get a price hike and arbitration and stuff but I don't know I just don't know now Lucas Giolito is another name that he mentions from the White Sox also a pending free agent that makes a lot of sense White Sox are having a terrible year Eduardo Rodriguez from Detroit who has an opt-out in his contract after this year that he could use is having a heck of a year. He's dealing with a finger injury right now, but is having a stellar season for the Tigers. What about the Cubs? Marcus Stroman, who's having an outstanding year in Chicago, also has an opt-out clause in his contract, so he could be on the move. And he doesn't mention Corbin Burns from the Brewers, but that's another name that's a possibility that, that could get moved. You know, the, the, the Brewers... Got rid of Josh Hader last year. Wanted to get ahead of it because they knew where it was going. And they traded him, and it kind of ruined the rest of their season, didn't it? Would the Brewers make that mistake again? Would they even dare trade Corbin Burns this year? I don't know. I mean, he just got hammered last night by the Arizona Diamondbacks. So um, if they get a crazy deal, would they move Burns? Possibility. And I wouldn't be shocked if even if the Cardinals – by some miracle, get back into this thing and are in striking distance of a playoff spot, I wouldn't be shocked if they traded Flaherty anyways. Yet You can't let him walk at the end of the year and get nothing for him. You know he's going to test the free agent market. He's not going to just sign in St. Louis for a hometown discount or anything like that. That's not going to happen. Same thing with Montgomery. I would imagine the Cardinals would love to keep Montgomery around, but... Left-hander in his prime, why wouldn't he want to test the free agent market, especially after not getting an offer in spring training from the Cardinals? So I think that kind of showed that they're like, they're kind of willing to let Montgomery walk. But if Tyler Malley (laughs) is getting you three top 25 prospects, the thought of what Flaherty could get you should be quite enticing to uh, Mo and and the Cardinals. I'm excited about it. I hope that they're in contention, still trade him, get some good stuff, and make the playoffs. You know, in a perfect world, that's how it works. Will it happen? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, an official announcement did come down about the health of one Cardinals reliever, and it's not good news. And a special game for the Cardinals and the Giants got announced for next year. We'll talk about those next on Locked on Cardinals.
The Cardinals are in Washington to face the Nationals again tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Bad news for left-hander Packy Naughton, who's been out since April with a forearm strain. Didn't look good when he had to leave the game. Immediately, I was like, oh, boy. We're talking Tommy John, aren't we? And he tried to rehab it. And for a bit there, there was like some good news that he was doing okay. But um, that has uh, all ended. And instead, he will now need surgery on his pitching elbow. He's done for the year. But in good news, Major League Baseball on Tuesday made the official announcement that Rickwood Field, which is the oldest professional ballpark in the United States and former home of the Birmingham Black Barons of the Negro Leagues, will be the site of a special regular season contest between your St. Louis Cardinals and the San Francisco Giants on June 20th of next year. Now, this experience scheduled around Juneteenth next year will include a variety of activities as a tribute to the Negro Leagues and its greatest living player, Hall of Famer, Giants legend, Birmingham native, and Birmingham Black Barons player, Willie Mays. Now, Fox will provide exclusive national coverage of this game. It's going to count as a home game for the Cardinals and on-field personnel for both teams will be wearing period uniforms highlighting the Negro League's histories of both St. Louis and San Francisco. Teaching the history of this game and not just, you know, Major League Baseball, like all of the leagues, all of the leagues, everything that went down about this wonderful game, that's never a bad thing to learn more about the history of it all. So I think this is pretty darn cool. So hopefully some of you will be able to make it to that game next year. Again, that'll take place on uh, June 20th. Uh, thanks again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast tonight against the Nationals with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Let's keep it going, guys. Like, I- I'm loving the-, the the vibe that is going on on the field. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of all of you. Hopefully, they won't need <laughs> Hicks for a fourth straight game. I-, I doubt he'd be available to pitch tonight anyway, but I um, I just want to I just want to keep it going. You know, it's a lot more fun to do this podcast and to chit chat with all of you. And, uh, you know, it just puts me in a better mood altogether when the Cardinals are winning. So let's see if they can get four in a row tonight. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.